going to mine that which you may call your major concern. for a concern that fits some abstract idea, but really, what is it that you have a concern about, that you yourself may call a major concern? Let the emotions that all the concepts that accompany this concern, let them fill your whole being. And feeling the part of the concern that is desperately looking for a way of dealing with them. know that what you are about to do right now is dealing with those concerns or that concern. Find that measure of confidence that it is indeed the best way to deal with that concern. not a way of simply escaping from it, but a way of directly dealing with it. If it's something that has to be removed, you're going to find you're going you're engaging in the very means of removing it. If it's something that you have to get, you're engaging in the very means to get it. If it's both, then you are doing exactly what will deal with both. And almost as if allowing yourself to touch spacelessness, timelessness, If it will take a million eons, don't think that you have to worry about what's going to happen to you at the fourth hour of sitting like this. Then the million eons will take place while you're sitting right here. the sense of determination be like that. So you need your whole being to cooperate. You need your body to cooperate in both its gross and subtle form. You need your emotions to cooperate 
you need your mind to cooperate. Whatever you can attribute as a quality or an aggregate that you call the self, that you can apply the name self to, you need that part to cooperate. Just hold that intention. How will you know that the body is cooperating, that the other parts are cooperating? They will communicate, they will give you feedback. They will communicate what adjustments needs to be made when you need to proceed, go, go further when you need to stay. So you are entering meditation. You are allowing it to happen and you are also seeking it. Feel the emotion, the determination. That came up because of your concern. And just hold on to it. And hold on to that aspiration, that intention for the body and for all your being aspects of your being to cooperate. Then bring your attention now to the body, feel the body. And systematically go from one part to the next until there is a sense that you have covered, you have scanned the entire body. So hold on to that determination. That wish, that wanting for the body to cooperate. And just hold it steady as you bring your attention now to the legs. When you start to experience the legs entering something that may be called physical tranquility, a nice sense of ease, and you may get intuition to move the legs this way, move the legs that way, and follow your intuition.
and as you make the adjustments, the physical adjustments, the energetic adjustments, that sense of ease is either stabilized or enhanced. Until you reach a, le a time, a level, where there isn't much of a stabilization or tranquilized tranquility, a further tranquility that you can achieve right now. Then you move your attention in the same way now with your arms and hands. Remember your, what became your determination. You're wishing for the body to cooperate. And just let the arms take on this determination and listen to them asking you to move the arms this way or that way and feel that sense of tranquility now infusing the arms and hands. Then the torso in the back. Then the head and neck. The mouth, teeth, tongue the muscles of the face, the eyes, until you feel that same or similar sense of tranquility throughout the body as a whole, as you feel first palpably experience when you began with the legs. take notice of the new awareness that is arising in the same space as the physical body. And when you become definitely aware of a shift or a change in the rhythm of the breath, as though taking on the sense of tranquility, then you shift your attention now to the breath, not wanting, not wanting to control it, not wanting to force anything to happen, and even forcing your focus to take place on the breath. Just allow now the awareness of the breath in the field of your awareness.
as you breathe in, know you are breathing in. As you breathe out, know you are breathing out. If you lost your determination, bring it back. And the very action of bringing back the determination should not disturb the sense of tranquility that you're experiencing. Just having that intention as you do so. So you continue with the breath in this way until another shift in how the breath is felt comes to your field of awareness. Either a more tranquilizing effect on the breath or a sense of union beginning to take place between how you feel the breath and how you feel the body. Then with that, you add the intention to keep the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken. And it doesn't mean you force your mind to focus. You hold on to that intention. And no matter what else is happening in the breath, in the mind, in your field of your awareness, you don't lose the continuity of your awareness on the breath. And it's best if you can give it a limit. So for 11 cycles, you will keep your the flow of your awareness on the breath. And you will maintain that loose mindfulness on what else is happening with your being, with the body, with your energy, with the breath, with the mind.
Take notice of the sense of tranquility within which you find yourself now and have the intention to keep this tranquility. Either it should remain stable or it should enhance. So look at the qualities, how it is felt in the body, how it is felt in the breath, and try to have a palpable awareness of it in the mind. without disturbing the sense of tranquility, that is, without degrading it. Now bring your attention now to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows. Again, bring your determination. with any sense that you may have of spacelessness, timelessness. Now connect with the who or the what ever by depending on this whoever, this whatever, definitely brings about the transformation you seek, brings about this objective of your determination, your infallible guide. Feel the presence of this infallible guide in that space in front of you. Let that space be filled with the brightness of your infallible guide. And as you are making sensing a definite sense of connection, definite sense of the presence. Look for the anchor of conviction. That indeed, the infallible definite means to achieve your goal is right here in front of you. 
not existing in some abstract idea, but as concrete as anything that you experience, that you ascribe reality to. to help strengthen that anchor strengthening the conviction or mine I am indeed now connecting with the means that's going to without a doubt bring about the objective of my determination. So once you feel that sense of anchoring without determination and conviction, when you feel that, then express in your own genuine way your reverence express your gratitude and invest all your faith, your hope, take refuge. being anchored in that sense of conviction. Now be ready with a strong sense of determination, strong sense of willingness to divest yourself of whatever obstacles that are preventing you from achieving this goal. Whether it is your own sense of not being worthy, whether it is due to habits of how you relate with others, habits of thinking, habits of action, seeing the value of this goal, make a strong willingness, a strong determination to get rid of all that obstructs you from achieving your goal. And beg your infallible guide for guidance, for protection, 
for strength. And have an equal strong willingness now to take on whatever you need to take on. Try to engender a sense of joy to take these on because they will definitely connect you with what you are aspiring to achieve. Don't look at them as sacrifices, don't look at them as difficulties, but rather just the steps that will definitely take you to where you're aspiring to be. Feel the determination, feel its energy, feel the momentum up to this point. And know consciously that what you're about to do is going to strengthen this determination, this momentum. So allow your heart to sympathize with those who are in similar difficulties. Let that sympathy grow to genuine compassion. And once that compassion has grown, let it expand, becoming boundless. Let it embrace whoever, anywhere, is experiencing any difficulty. And feel the pangs of this compassion like a concentrated, extremely concentrated bowl of energy. Mix it with this momentum, your determination, and direct it toward the success of this meditation. And as you do so, again, feel whatever sense of timelessness and spacelessness you can feel.
stay with this moment, this experience for a while. definite sense of power, definite sense of direction. Take a note. Now get ready to take a break. Bring your attention to the gross breath. And through your awareness of the gross breath, become aware of the body, the body of weight, body of substance. A lot of the, uh, what you might call, open uh, manuals and meditation make a very brief mention of what you're supposed to be doing with the body, and then they don't spend too much time with it, and they spend most, the rest of the, most of the time of, of the, in the manual talking about what are different kinds of meditation, what is meditation, and how do you achieve them, how do you know you've achieved this state or that state. But they sort of briefly mention, yes, it's important, but they don't spend too much time with it. It's not until you get to what are called the secret manuals where they seem to spend a lot of time with now with the body. Uh, it wasn't until, well, way after, <coughs> I was sort of familiar with those uh, uh, 
kind of open manuals on meditation that I come across a, I came across a I think it's probably the only manual I've ever seen where in the beginning they, they stress they make a lot of stress on the importance of the body how the body should be for meditation uh, now I can sort of uh, infer uh, because of the later teachings that I've received that the reason that they don't make too much of an emphasis on the body in the beginning is because uh, there's a danger of actually distracting yourself with the very goal that you're seeking that you will find within the body itself in the progress that you achieve with the with the body. Uh, it's uh, because the the results are so palpable because you're experiencing in the body. It, it, it's easy for you to be distracted and just stay with the body. And also because you're experiencing definite results within the body that you can demonstrate to yourself, that you can even demonstrate to others, then it's easier for you if you're not well prepared for you for you to be uh, taken away by uh, uh, what we call false pride. I guess what we call in psychology, uh, Western psychology, uh, your ego takes over. And when your ego takes over, it's very difficult for you to dislodge your ego. It's very difficult to get to, to take from the ego what the ego has taken possession of. So you have to go through a whole set of training just to make the ego let go. So sort of make you avoid that danger. They don't spend too much time with, with the body until later on when you're sort of like a well-established, or you become like a, more like a, a mature practitioner. Then they tell, oh, by the way, you have to take care of the body. And here are some of the things that you need to do. Okay. But uh, I don't know if because of the time that we're living in, uh, the, the kind of uh, what we call uh, almost every almost every religious philosophy talks about our time as being the bad times, the the times when things are falling apart. The times when uh, confusions are, are, are taking over and then practices are not going the way it's supposed to be going. And when you look at our time, you say, wait a minute, uh, it would seem that the teaching is, every, is, is more spread than before, so this must be a good time. Especially the teachings that are called so called secret. More people know about them. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you can read about them before you even know anything about, before you even are intro formally introduced to them. So it seems like this might be a good time. But, and you keep asking yourself, well, then why, are they, why do they keep telling us that, why do they keep warning us that this is, these are the bad times, they're called degenerate times, when, when the teachings are, are so uh, commonly available, so readily available, especially the secret, so-called secret teachings. Well, if you sort of compare in terms of uh, proportion at the times when, this, when the secret teachings were secret, you didn't know about them until someone actually who was uh, proficient at it actually introduced it to you. You didn't just go to the library or go to the bookstore and then buy a book on Tantra. The such things weren't available. There were actual you can you can you can uh, definitely point to oh so and so has achieved such and such so and so has achieved such and such. There were 
realizers going on, growing. But nowadays, you have no idea who's a realizer. Not because realizers are not are not going out there, you know, are being very secretive. That they're they're not showing off. It's I mean, that's what they say in the, in the same text. They're less, okay. So actual realizers are less, even though the teachings are more readily available. When the teachings were less readily available, there were more realizers. Now, why am I bringing this up? <laughs> I was trying to talk about the body. So nowadays, uh, the teachings about taking care of the body seem like uh, it's almost common knowledge. There are all these. Uh, it has become almost like a, a pastime, taking care of the body, in those what used to be those secret teachings. Okay. And. Since you're already caught up in that, most of you are probably well aware of the the teachings that's supposed to be secret, that's supposed to bring uh, uh, immediate results that you can verify in the, within the body. Then the the so the so-called danger you're already deep in it, so you just have to sort of take care of yourself. So you you, you don't have someone who can say, oh, stay away from that for now because. I'm seeing you. You're in danger of, of developing this kind of uh, this, this this kind of uh, obstacle. There isn't that kind of a realizer who can come to you and, and tell you that. Maybe one or two, or maybe uh, maybe all of you have uh, are, are that uh, are blessed that you have such a, a realizer in your life. Okay. Even uh, you may be connected to with you maybe have established a very deep relationship with someone. Everyone says is a deep realizer. And so far, in that relationship, that person hasn't told you, oh, by the way, stay away from that one, focus on this one, because I see that you're in danger of this, and you can develop more in that. I don't know if any of you have developed that kind of relationship. But for the most part, it seems like no. Uh, and some, there's some other uh, speculations I can throw out at you about that, but I'm not going to throw that. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, One of the reasons that uh, the, the practices concerning the body have developed to such a such a, a high degree wasn't necessarily to make you focus on the body. They were they were under uh, strict guidance under a, 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 a direct teacher. It was there were a means for that particular person to actually be able to uh, uh, overcome um, deep-seated um, grasping. Almost like, uh, oh, there's no such thing as any uh, having divine, any, any, uh, there are no such thing as qualities that can be called divine, for example. You may have at the surface level, you may be going around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that there are divine qualities around. But deep within you, deep within your unconscious, you're, you, you have 
uh, you have uh, 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 an extreme doubt that's that, that is actually an obstacle to you. So to deal with this thing, to deal with this kind of strong grasping, uh, uh, um, to uh, what you might call a lack of faith or lack of conviction in the very ideals that you're uh, aspiring after, then there are these extreme practices that would give you direct uh, evidence that you cannot deny so that you can sort of chip away at those, uh, at those uh, strong grasping doubts. Okay? So that's the reason why the, uh, the practices concerning the, 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 the physical were developed to such uh, strong, uh, high uh, uh, practices. So you do, the reason I'm saying that you don't have to wait until you develop your whatever practice you're doing with the physical to a very very high evolved state before you can start uh, the other practices. Okay. Um, when you um, the main uh, what's I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. What? Well, <laughs> there was. He said the main, the, main, uh, the main purpose of engaging the body is to bring it to a level of tranquility so that it will not be in your way as you are proceeding with the more subtle aspect of your being to get to your realization. And if you can establish that sense of tranquility uh, speedily without uh, having to go undergo extreme physical practices, then you're, you're set. Okay. Uh, a lot of you are familiar with all the different asanas that are involved when, when you do hatha yoga, for example, right? Uh, and again, it's the same thing. Unless you are, I mean, some, some a, lot, a lot of people are taking the courses in, uh, in hatha uh, yoga so that they can be one day uh, somebody who transmit transmit the the teachings. Then, of course, you can sort of practice all the different ranges so that you can be a proper vessel of transmitting them. But if, you're not, if your goal is not to necessarily be a, someone who transmits those kinds of teachings, then as the main point is to reach, be able to sit without pain, <laughs> okay? Sit without pain. And you cannot start to achieve this. You have to deliberately from the very beginning when you sit down to meditate, have this clearly as an intention when you sit down. And when you, when you start to experience pain, there is something uh, you should don't try to force anything to happen. And I can give you examples of highly uh, respected yogis who damage their bodies in, in, like that. Like, no, they had a, uh, a, a what you call it, iron will, and they would not let the pain in the body be an interference to what they wanted to do. And then to the point where they didn't achieve a sense of ease in, in, the, in their practice that, that sort of continued, but they rather achieve a sense of, of uh, what you call that, uh, no longer being aware of, like, uh, what you call that? Now there's pain going on, but you just you you, you just cut cut that uh, cut that 
like desynthesizing that like that like you completely like there's a message coming and then you say I don't want that message and you cut what? Cut out the base. Cut out the base? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like cut, cut, out, cut it out the base. Yeah, oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So just, and then there's pain going on, but you're just refusing to allow it to be part of your awareness. And when there's pain going on, and because you're not allowing yourself to be aware of it, doesn't mean that it's not doing its damage. And uh, the one particular uh, yogi I'm thinking about who was, who is said to have achieved arhathood, but in the state, in the stage when he was uh, being uh, presented or as an arhat, he, he had he had to be uh, pushed in a wheelchair because he had lost his ability to to you know with his legs because that's what he did. He sat and and bear the pain. Okay, okay. He's an arhat. He doesn't have to worry about his body anymore. That's I guess that's, it's <laughs> uh, not that bad, is it? <laughs> but it doesn't have to be, <laughs> okay? Uh, the there, so there is that danger where you can achieve great things and yet you're sort of dis disconnected with the body, okay? Uh, and as far, see, there are students that you, such a person will encounter who perhaps even unconsciously will not, cannot fully take this person on because there's a part of them that keeps doubting. Well, if he can't use his legs, can I really believe that he's an art? You may not be saying this, on the, the thing is you may not be saying this at the surface of your, of your consciousness, but that deep within you there is that obstacle. There is that level of doubt, okay? And you can't really go ask him, okay, no, well, I, uh, can you prove to me that you're an odd because this, I just have this doubt because you, know, you can't move, okay? And he probably will tell you, yeah, I can't move. <laughs> so there's, there's no connection uh, because as far as uh, karma ripening is concerned, one of the uh, lessons you, you you t you are, we are taught about karma. Once the, if the karma has to ripen, it will ripen. It doesn't matter if you're an arhat. There are arhats who go undergo pain and suffering because the karma is ripening. Is that ripen? Okay, and it has to finish its course. Okay. Uh, case in point, Maud Galliana. He was an arhat. He was beaten to a pulp. Um, what was the other one? I forgot his name. Uh, he couldn't eat. He was already an arhat. No matter how hard his fellow, his friends tried to feed him, the f just food just, just, just would, would never reach him, things like that. Okay? So the thing is, karma is that certain. If you, don't, if you didn't clean it, it will be there. Okay? All right. Uh, all that <laughs> is to tell you Yes, pay attention to the body. Don't dismiss it all, uh, outright. Give it its proper uh, attention. Even as you're sitting down in the meditation, listen to clues from the body that tells you, okay, now go, go further. Okay, stop. Wait. Okay, now go further. Okay, wait for clues from the body until you reach a point 
where I, I told you that in the very same space of the uh, uh, um, in the very same space of the body you start to have a different experience, start to be aware of a different sense of the body to the point where in that same space, I'm not talking about you're imagining it, you're visualizing it, you're wishing it, but you're having, just like you're having a direct perception of what's in front of you, you're having a direct experience, a direct awareness that in that same space, there's no longer a body. And don't, you're not freaked out. <laughs> So if you do experience that, don't freak out, okay? It's just a different level of awareness that you reach. And it's good news, okay? And also with the breath, where there's a point where you're just not aware of the breath anymore. You didn't just die and that dawn meditation killed you, okay? That's not, that's not what, what happened. It's just the level of your awareness. And if you, if you allow this to happen gradually, all this should be very pleasant. Actually, the, the sense of the pleasant experience is a good indicator. Pain is also an indicator. So the pleasant awareness is also a good indicator that you're going in the right direction. Okay. If you encounter, so, so if you're able to uh, directly meet the pain in the body and be able to do something with it and then replace that pain with a, some sort of pleasant experience, then you are training yourself so that when you now encounter a mental experience which is painful, now you have the, uh, the, uh, the experience to be able to transform that into a pleasant experience. Not transform it in a sense of, of uh, uh, turning it into something else, but more in a sense of dealing with see, knowing it or you have, you're in, you've encountered an obstacle and this is how you get rid of the obstacle. Okay. Not every time you sit down, oh, okay, this is where this is the pain is, okay, let me, let me see, transform it. But rather remove the obstacle altogether so that you keep going, you keep progressing and progressing and progressing. Okay. <laughs> so, there might be a part of you of your mind that tells you uh, you're spending too much time with the body, you're not comfortable yet, you're a very bad meditator. Don't listen to that, that part of your mind, okay? It might take you some time. When I say some time, I'm not talking about a few minutes. It might take you a few sessions to actually achieve a level of ease with the body. So take that time. It's either it takes you a few sessions to, to take care of that, or it takes you a lifetime where you get to nowhere. Okay? So take, take, take some time, a few sessions. Don't worry about, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm still at this level. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'm not a good meditator. Don't, don't, don't let those thoughts come into your mind. Okay? Uh, Um, so we're going to go back to what the meditation we did last time. I hope we did that meditation last time. About something about clarity of your determination, your vision. Okay, we're going to go back to that again. 
and do it uh, almost like uh, you're doing uh, what, what they call that thing with music. Uh, over, just doing one thing over and over again. What's Scales. Scales. Okay, almost like a scale. Now, this is this is how you know you, you're going you're going the wrong direction. If you're spending too much time trying to make trying to get to trying to create the the moment the first moment of clarity. It's like uh, try to capture that clarity as soon as you bring your mind to it, okay? And then work with it. What are you gonna do with it? You're gonna try to infuse it with your being and try to have your being fill it or have it fill your being, whichever one works for you, okay? And then try to stay in that being, in that vision. I hope that's not confusing. Okay. Now, if you find yourself spending most of the meditation time trying to get a clarity, then you, then then you, that's what you, you went wrong. Okay. So, like, uh, what is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you're concerned about? It's already there, and then bring it into your heart, into your mind, in your heart, and then. Relax and ha let that vision fill your being, or f have your being completely be uh, completely in immersed in that. And there will be an an, uh, an experience, <laughs> a sense of I am, and then of course it will last maybe half a moment, and it will go away, and you find your mind thinking, remembering, okay, stop. Then that's where that's where the what's the word scale comes again. You go back again to that moment of capturing it. And if you find yourself trying to, okay, what does it look like? It's kind of blue over here. Kind of, if you find yourself too much time trying to do that and you don't really feel it, okay, stop that and then just go try to catch the first moment of that clarity, bring it in, stay with it, it goes away and just keep doing that, keep doing that, keep doing it. And as you're doing that, what's happening to your tranquility? Okay, what's happening to your sense of ease in the body? If if that is digressing, that if that's digressing, then go back to establishing it. Forget about the clarity part. Just establish that tranquility, and then once you've established it, then go back again to the vision, clarity, live it. Okay. When 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 you say, I mean, when we think about where we are really concerned about. Uh, that may change every meditation, or we have to go for the same object. I mean, the same thing that we concern all the time. Uh, that we meditate. Okay, that's why I, I use that qualifier, major concern. So it's something that is of concern to you that you, that comes to your mind uh, uh, more often than other concerns. Yes, it may change. So don't be too uh, don't be too stuck up on on, on it. Okay, but but it must be a a, a major concern. Okay, uh, if you say, well, I have so many, which one should I choose? <laughs> well, if you have so many, just choose any. It doesn't matter. Okay, and then work with that. Now, as you're working with it, mm -hmm. don't allow another concern to say, oh, maybe I should have picked that one instead. <laughs> just don't allow the mind to do that. Okay, just pick one. Work with it for the entire for the duration of meditation, and at the end of it, if you want to change the next session, 
maybe try try something else. Okay. But but you mean that the and also that the concerns has to come just very spontaneous? Yeah. It's it's something it's something. Sometimes we always worry about something that that's what we bring, right? It, it's 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 something that's already there. It's not something that you have to create. It's something that you have to make up just for the meditation. If one of you doesn't have something that you're concerned about, let me give you one. <laughs> I got a few. <laughs> you can work on mine for me. So whatever concern you have, and don't worry about, wait a minute, would, would, would they call that a concern? The thing is, for you, it's a concern. Okay. And don't worry about if it's worldly, if it's supernatural, if it's spiritual. Don't 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 concern yourself with that. Okay? Because if it's a concern, if you become a Buddha, you gotta deal with it. Okay. So it's not gonna just go away, oh he's a Buddha and no, let me leave him. No. Okay. All right. So let's find the tranquility in the body. And if you just can recall the sense of tranquility you experienced earlier, just bring that recollection, bring that memory, and just let that memory infuse the body. With the talk about the, the what you're concerned about, I'm not asking you to infuse yourself with your concern. That's already there. <laughs> okay. The, it's the what will uh, deal with it. That's what you're. That's the vision, right? Being free of it. The state of being free of it. Okay. That's what you're infusing yourself with. Quickly, the legs and hands, torso, the back, the head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue, muscles of the face, the eyes. The breath. So bring that vision then to the crown of your head, have a palpable sensation of it there, and bring that palpable sensation into your heart center, and mix it with the mind, stay with it for whatever period of time, whatever fraction of seconds you're able to hold on to the identity. When it's gone, then do it over again. And as you are doing this, Allow the sense of tranquility to continue to be enhanced. 
just stay with a sense of tranquility where you have arrived. sense of sympathy arise in your heart, feeling for those who are experiencing the same difficulties that you are. Let that sympathy become compassion. Let that compassion now spread becoming boundless, embracing all beings in any difficult situation. And while your heart is embracing all beings in this embrace of compassion and love, a gift of your tranquility. Let it become for them a means to end their difficulties, a means to gain the happiness that they are aspiring to achieve. Dedicate As you make the intention, getting ready to come out of the meditation, also hold the intention to take with you in your everyday relating with others the sense of tranquility you experience in the meditation, the sense of compassion you are able to experience, and let that be the basis of how you relate with others. And bring your attention to the breath. Become aware of the gross breath. Let the gross breath allow you to become aware of the body again, the body of substance and weight. Gradually from the front of your head all the way to the soles of your feet.
much. And uh, I have to say, um, I don't know if I should pat myself on the back because you have mas become masters of patience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.